Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for... June 22nd in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two. And our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. And absolutely, we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. One of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips, as you know, we reject revolution we stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth welcome to liberty roundtable live i am sam bushman you know there's so much going on in the news man it's crazy i went to the usa arise usa bus tour yesterday live robert david Steele was there the good sheriff richard mack was there trent loose was there kathy smith was there i was there i mean it was a an event to be had. A lot of fun. Got up on the stage, told the tale of liberty as I always do. So did all the others. Just a great group of people. Had a wonderful uh, event, a meet and greet and all that kind of stuff as well. And I'm telling you right now, thank you so much for making it all happen, ladies and gentlemen. They had an incredible event Sunday uh, in Elko, Nevada, celebrating the second constitutional county in America that we met in uh, far west Utah, right out, right north of Ogden. Uh, just great events going on across the country, ladies and gentlemen. You got to dig it, and I'm grateful to be part of it, and there you go. Ooh, got home late last night, got up early this morning. It's all about telling the tale of liberty, and we're all about it. So a recap of yesterday's show is in order. We had our guest on Mr. Lowell Nelson, campaignforliberty.org, ronpaulinstitute.org. He's the Utah State Coordinator for... Um, I'm trying to think what to call it here. Campaign for Liberty, I guess is what you got to say. He's the coordinator for Campaign for Liberty. Does a phenomenal job, as always. And we talked about an event, promote constitutional counties across the country, erect faith, family, and freedom. That was yesterday. We also have a reminder this, uh, let me say this, the last Saturday in July, so Saturday, July the 31st, the last day of the month, the Utah Campaign for Liberty is sponsoring a political leadership school at the Salt Lake Community College campus. Uh, it's in Sandy, Utah. The school will be from 9 to 5 all day Saturday. And uh, there's a link in my show notes of yesterday to join. And um, they say lunch is included. Just a tremendous educational opportunity. You want to find out something to do to learn how to get involved, how to make a difference uh, in the political realms? Saturday, July 31st is the school to pay attention to. CampaignForLiberty.org to learn more. America's soup brain president says the U.S. never interferes in other countries' elections. Caitlin Johnstone, Johnstone with a great article on this. Wow. President Biden literally said, hey, we don't mess with other countries' elections. He lies. It's so provable that he lies, and it's shocking that the mainstream press simply ignores the truth. I talked about Chuck Harder yesterday. What is the Velvet Hammer with Lowell Nelson Campaign for Liberty doing a great job? Uh, we talked about end the draft permanently. 
Jacob G. Hornberger doing a great job with that article. We talked about a look at COVID-19 school guidelines and how they're affecting our children. Layla Sentner is her last name, doing a great job there. That was our one with Lowell Nelson. Our two campaign for liberty. Well, no, this one, Dr. Scott Bradley, to preserve the nation. FreedomsRisingSun.com is his website. Dr. Bradley doing a phenomenal job. Letting us all know about New Hampshire, the ninth state to ratify the Constitution back in June 21st, 1788. Great commemoration day, to say the least. Trent Luce brought that up on the campaign stage yesterday as well. We should always... We should always ask ourselves, is this authorized by the Constitution? Yeah. Great questions. We also ought to ask ourselves, hey, you know what? Just because the federal government can't do it constitutionally, can the states do something? And that's where I think a lot of people don't understand. They believe the Constitution only relates to the federal or to the general government, doesn't relate to the states. They are not correct on that reality. Let me give you an example. The Bill of Rights connotes or denotes, whatever you want to say, connotes, uh, my God-given inalienable rights that government shall not touch, but the state governments can't touch it either. Okay, my Second Amendment God-given right to self-defense, codified by my right to keep and bear arms, states can't violate that either. So don't believe they can because they can't. Why? Because they're God-given rights. The only, holy pur- whole purpose of government is to prevent government from violating those rights and to prevent others. The government should stand as a sentinel guard to prevent it, Right. We also talked about the Supreme Court uses a technicality to dodge. Yeah, they rescued Obamacare for the third time. They won't decide the legitimacy of the debate. Bob Unruh with the article. Great, great article by Bob in WND.com. But they dodged it. They said you don't have standing. That's their way of saying we're not going to touch it with a 10-foot pole. But the truth is they claim that because Donald Trump made the amount of taxes zero that it didn't have any effect. Nobody has standing anymore. That's a lie. Because Joe Biden could change it tomorrow just like Trump did. And then instantly it would change. Well, now the Supreme Court's reality is they won't touch it because they already visited the issue and ruled on it. They say legitimacy of individual mandate over standing when the dollar amount is zero. Well, there you have it. So they're playing games, ladies and gentlemen. The court becomes feckless and betrays the people. We also talked about a long shot effort seeks to move 21 counties from Oregon to Idaho, according to USA Today. The Greater Idaho Movement faces a daunting task. They've got to have the legislative bodies of Idaho, Oregon, and the federal in order for it to happen. It's a long shot, but you know what? As the governments become more tyrannical and listen less and less and less to the people, the more likely this will be. I support it. Why? Because I believe people have the right for self-determination. If they believe the Oregon government doesn't represent them properly, surely they hope the Idaho representation will. And understand that, you know what, we have the right to abolish or alter, that's the Declaration of Independence, the governments that aren't serving the people well. They want to alter their government. They say we want to answer as a part of Idaho, not as a part of Oregon. Oregon's too liberal and extreme, and the big cities are controlling the whole state. we got to make a change. I pray for their success in Idaho. I can tell you that right now. All right, we also talked about is a climate lockdown on its way? Yeah. And I asked Dr. Scott Bradley that, and he said they'll be trying for that, but he doesn't believe they'll be successful. And all I can say is I pray Dr. Bradley is right. I really do. I pray the good doctor's correct. Because I don't want to see problems. I don't want to see problems at all. 
But I do know enough to know that, you know what? I don't want to see these problems. But at the same time, I believe the people are not engaged. I'm going to say that again. I believe the people are not engaged. You can say, what do you mean, Sam? There's people that listen to your program. They appear at the events that you have. Yeah, but in very limited numbers. Do they really appear, folks? Uh, very, very serious problems. Um, I don't know how to respond to it except to say that I don't believe the people in America are engaged. You know? I don't know how to respond to this except to say the people are not engaged. And as a result, we're in serious trouble in America. Okay, the liberals, the, the socialists, the communists, the anti-American folks, they're absolutely engaged and involved in wrecking this country as fast as they can. But we, the people, uh, are too coddled, too entertained, too comfortable. All right? They shut us down for over a year and literally prevented us from going to church. And the American people just went, ah, oh, that's too bad. We're not a very religious people anymore anyway and see we're feckless we're not engaged we're not involved and as a result when they decide to lock us down over the climate hey you shouldn't be able to drive your car from here to visit your cousin in tuscaloosa alabama or whatever florida or something new hampshire or wherever in pennsylvania okay and you're they're gonna say you can't do it man it's too environmentally problematic global warming's here look at the fires look at the floods look at the earthquakes look at the turmoil everywhere you can't do it and are we the american people going to just get locked down is a passport for vaccines going to become a climate change passport too with a score a credit score about your behavior on the internet combined with whether you've been vaccinated combined with maybe your behavior maybe how much you speak out on social media and then tied to your environmental footprint yeah, Sam, you have eight children there, buddy. You're, you know, ruining the planet and putting too many unnecessary eaters on the planet, Sam. You, and is that where we're headed? Well, Dr. Bradley says, I don't think so. The people will push back too hard and stop it. And I pray Dr. Bradley is correct. But I have my suspicions that he's not correct. And, and, and I didn't get time to really drill into this with him or I would have brought it up directly with him. So this is no secret. I, I don't even mind asking him on this on the radio. But I'm convinced that the American people are so feckless, so... Um, wimpy, so coddled today, so not engaged that I don't think that they'll do much about it. They'll just be like, oh, I guess I can't drive to see Aunt, Aunt Molly. I, I guess I can't go. The government says no. You know, that kind of stuff. Right? And so we need to really think about where we stand. But I pray the climate change experts don't control us and take away our liberties. I really, truly pray that we're smart enough to not let that happen. All right, quick pause. I have a whole lot of news coming up on your radio. First hour is just Sam Bushman. Second hour, I got a social media expert who's going to tell you exactly what's going on, man. They're shutting us down left and right more than you can possibly imagine. We'll get to that, too. This is the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live radio program. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, 
breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today. And gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Now, Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Sir Galahad, what seems to be the problem? Well, it's just not working. She's been very unrealistic. Really? Ever since he rescued me from the dragon, we've been drifting apart. That's not true. We were supposed to live happily ever after. Well, this isn't a fairy tale. <laughs> At first, he was gallant and chivalrous, opening doors for me, holding my chair, taking my arm. All right, I'm not as young as I used to be. He simply isn't the man who swept me off my feet. Well, you're not as young as you used to be. <laughs> Mr. Sir Galahad, maybe if you started by just holding Mrs. Sir Galahad's hand when you're together. Really? Yes, try it. Okay. All right, go on. Take her hand. Careful, little oil. Marriage. You're never too far apart when you're still holding hands. From your neighbors, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Now, look into each other's eyes. That's right. Raise your visor. Oh, the blue <laughs> For more tips on strengthening your marriage, visit family.mormon.org. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman on your radio. There's so much to cover, man. So little time. Wow. But let me just throw down like this. So I've been mentioning that I think the climate change folks are going to start to lock us down over climate change. They're going to start to prohibit the activities we can engage in. Look, they've got a taste of the lockdowns now. They've got a taste of controlling the people. They've got a taste of pushing their agenda by force via the coco and now they're just hooked on controlling you and i hooked on locking us down when will there be a famine when will there be a food shortage when will there be a spike in goods and services to where you have an economic mixed with a um, famine mixed with a global warming slash climate change scenario i don't know but they don't want you to own anything so they're trying to strike at the heart of ownership as well latest headline to prove the point Wall Street Journal, I'm sorry, not journal, Wall Street slash BlackRock buying up homes nationwide to turn the middle class into renters. Did you hear me? Think about that headline. Wall Street slash BlackRock buying up homes nationwide to turn middle class into renters. See, they don't want you to own. So the big wigs now are going to buy up all the homes, therefore ratchet up the price of homes to where you can't even afford one, and then, hey, you'll just have to rent. <clears throat> and they're doing that to my children. Let me give you an example in the area that I live in. I bought my house <clears throat> back in, like, 2001 in this place that I live in right now for $150,000, okay? And now this same house is probably worth $450,000, $430,000, in that kind of a range. It is extreme. The prices of homes have literally tripled in 20 years. 
think about that unsustainable reality. The prices of homes in my area alone have tripled in 20 years. Now, many who own homes would say that's a wonderful thing, right, Sam? That's incredible. Good for you. You got a lot of equity. If you sell, you'll do really well, won't you, Samuel? In fact, you know what? You could have a bidding war on your home and maybe even get 460, Sam. And everybody's talking like this all day long. But let me just kind of give you a, a reality check on this, okay? A perspective that ought to make sense to you if you think for about more than five seconds. It isn't about me. It isn't about Sam. It isn't about how much equity and gain Sam has. It isn't how Sam can get rich. It isn't about that, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you what it's about. It's about multi-generational reality. I have children, and I have grandchildren. And when home prices triple in my area in 20 years, let me tell you what it means. It means that my children, who are now grown and married, who want to start families of their own, who would love to have home ownership as well as I do, they can't buy a home near me because it's too doggone expensive. And as a result, they can't live near me. So now I can't live near my children and my grandchildren because they can't afford to live where I live. So now what do you say to that? This big Sam, you just got rich plan that was so incredible and awesome and home values tripled and you got a gazillion dollars in equity backfires on my children and my grandchildren because of the inflation going on in America due to fake dishonest money. All right. And due to government meddling in the supply and demand reality by their government loans. When the government makes loans available to everybody, then the prices ratchet up and the government says we'll loan more and the prices ratchet up. And, you know, on one hand, everybody can have home ownership without having to save and scrimp and work towards it as they did in yesteryear, as our ancestors did. Everybody can have a home when they're just starting out. But see, home prices are now so expensive you can't do that either. In America, we have another problem. We don't believe in multi-generational homes, and so therefore, everybody's got to have a home the second they're old enough to be on their own, so to speak. That exacerbates the problem big time. We've now put homes on postage stamp-sized pieces of ground, uh, and so you can't have multi-generations there. You can't say to the son, well, why don't you just you know, put a trailer on our land or put a uh, small home on our land or whatever, uh, and you can live around with us too. You can't do that on these poster stamp, full of covenant style homes, all full of entertainment. You've got a swimming pool. They clean the grounds. You've got a clubhouse. You've got this. You've got that. Snow, you've got all these services, but it makes it impossible for people to become multi-generational uh, landowners, homeowners. Uh, anyway, I digress except to tell you the problems regarding this are legion. But the issue remains the same. Wall Street, BlackRock now ratcheting up prices even beyond the triple effect in 20 years that I highlighted, making it even more impossible to buy homes because there's bidding wars. And you're bidding with deep pocket corporations. You're bidding against those kind of uh, investors uh, competing with homeowners to the point where, and there's not enough land where I live because the government owns most of it. They don't own it. That's a lie. But we say that. The truth is the government's stolen most of it from the states and from the people, respectively. Uh, they put the states in the West on unequal footing, dishonest and, and, and immoral. The federal government should be sued, or the general government should be sued over this. But none of the judges have the guts to dig into the constitutional realities of that. Nobody has the guts to dig into land patents and understand real land ownership without taxation and abuse 
as forcing us to be serfs on the land. Very few people today understand all that reality, and therefore, you know what? Without the educated population insisting, demanding, using the checks and balances, they just have their way with us. Right? Anyway, all I'm telling you is that we're in trouble. So none of my children, uh, grown-up children can live near me because they can't afford it. So my one daughter moved like 40 miles south of where I am. And they got in at just the right time. Now they're wealthy in inequity. But their brothers and sisters that want to follow can't even make a living there. So my son goes 60 miles north of me. He buys a house, and now it's getting expensive there. My next couple of children, they can't find a home anywhere that they can afford. So my son starts looking at RVs. Starts looking at buying a truck in an RV, saying, hey, maybe I can park at your house and the other house. and Maybe I can pay that off, and then eventually I can save, and maybe I can buy a home. But they've literally ratcheted the prices to such extreme levels that people can't buy homes anymore, especially those starting out, those who have worked for several years, and, and they're ready to have their children and their families, and they want a place to be. They can't get it done. What a sad tale to tell that is in America, right? It's the worst in California where the prices are sky high and in New York where prices are sky high, places like that. It's so bad that, you know what, they got the biggest homeless problem in the country. Salaries are more in those areas, but not enough more to make up the difference. And so you've got a housing crisis that's about to get a whole lot worse, ladies and gentlemen. And it's just the crisis of the day, right? The Antonin Scalia writing the Supreme Court um, majority opinion in Sheriff Richard Mack's case highlights this well, the greatest Tenth Amendment case in American history. Uh, basically what he said, though, was, hey, you know what? The crisis of the day isn't an excuse for government to jump the tracks and beyond, uh, to behave beyond its bounds, beyond its jurisdictional authority, and beyond the direction the consent of the governed gave it. Remember, they derive their just powers. Okay, they're out of bounds with their just powers. Scalia pointed this out, but I bring it up because right now, hey, Wall Street slash BlackRock and other big corporations buying up housing in America nationwide to turn middle class into renters. If you don't have the BlackRocks and the Wall Streets of the world doing it, you've got the Chinese philanthropists doing it as well. And it depends on the region of the country you're in, but you've got all kinds of foreign uh, entities and governments and philanthropists and investors who are doing this, and they're kind of carving up America right now. If you don't believe me, go research it. This will come home to roost in a very negative way. We are going to end up as serfs on the land that our founding fathers fought, died, bled, and gave their sacred honors and fortunes for if we're not very careful indeed. And you want to know the big wedge they're going to drive? It's going to be this climate change wedge. Yeah, they're going to say, well, hey, you're a renter, and we're going to change the way these housing projects work. <clears throat> You're going to only be able to put your heater on to this degree or your air conditioning on, set it this degree or whatever. You're only going to be able to use so much water. You're going to be able to, otherwise your environmental footprint is just too big. Trust you me, we will rue the day this happens. Anyway, I wanted to bring that story to your attention. It's a big one. And I used to be uh, in, involved in real estate from a purchasing and a buying and selling um, individual as an investor. I've also been in real estate as a mortgage broker, licensed, etc. I've been in insurance licensed. I know a lot about how this works. 
And I'm telling you that it is not good for we the people. Not good at all. Now you combine the lack of home ownership with everybody becoming renters. And this next headline is really interesting. Right now, it's a super, super duper employee market. Employers are struggling to get employees. Well, employees are taking advantage of this in great numbers. The upset caused by the COVID and caused by the so-called awesome economy simulated by government socialist handouts, right? Millions are just quitting their jobs. We'll talk about it on your radio. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, the Republican from Kentucky on Monday, called out the Democrats' election takeover bill on the Senate floor as purely partisan power grab by the left to rig the rules of American elections permanently in their favor. Now, Madam President, on another matter, as I've noted before, Senate Democrats entered June with an agenda that was designed to fail. The Democratic leader planned votes on a host of the left's most radical priorities. None of it was ever intended to clear the Senate's appropriately high bar for advancing legislation. Instead, the failure of their partisan agenda was meant to show somehow, somehow, that the Senate itself was failing. President Biden has called the Republicans voting integrity laws in various states Jim Crow laws without pointing to anything particular. Dozens of wildfires are burning in hot, dry conditions across the western United States. Nearly 100,000 people have been evacuated in California as multiple wildfires rage. USA Radio News. If you're tired of the old cable news, you now have a choice. It's Newsmax TV. More than 40 million Americans are tuning in, making Newsmax the fastest-growing cable news channel in America. Every minute, every day, Newsmax gives you the real news you can trust. With top analysts, hosts, and guests like Ben Carson, Mike Huckabee, Alan Dershowitz, Dick Morris, Nancy Brinker, Mike Reagan, Rudy Giuliani, and so many more. It's easy to watch. Find Newsmax on all major cable systems or get Get Newsmax free on streaming platforms like Roku, Zumo, Pluto, YouTube, and most smart TVs like Samsung Plus and LG. Remember, Newsmax is different than most cable news networks. You can get it for free on your smartphone. So download the Newsmax app and start watching right now. Join the Newsmax revolution and get us everywhere. Online at Newsmax.com, on your cable channel, your smart TV, and your smartphone. Because when news breaks, you need a trusted source. It's Newsmax. The Taliban continue to regain control in Afghanistan as the Pentagon claims the withdrawal of the remaining 3,500 troops remains on pace. John Clemens from the Texas USA Radio News Bureau has more. Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby said Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin is in contact with operational commanders in Afghanistan, but the troop withdrawal remains on pace. It is a dynamic situation, and we've said that from the very beginning, which means that he and the chairman, General McKenzie, are constantly looking at uh, the pace we're going at and the capabilities we have and the capabilities that we're going to need throughout to complete the withdrawal. Peace talks between the Afghan government and the Taliban were taking place in Qatar, but have stalled. From the USA Radio News Texas Bureau, I'm John Clemens. Brooklyn Borough President Eric Adams is leading a poll of voters in New York City's mayoral race. The general election is November 2nd. USA Radio News. 
I want to dedicate this song to Mr. Rupert Murdoch. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. I am Sam Bushman. On your radio. Millions are just quitting their jobs. Yeah, according to the Labor Department, nearly 4 million people quit their jobs in April. The most on records, pushing the rate up to 2.7% of those employed. Now, if you quit your job, do you get unemployment? Now, I guess you don't in that scenario if you just quit, right? That's kind of the problem. And um, why are people just quitting their jobs? Well, because they're finding that it's such a, what do you want to call it, lucrative job market out there right now because it is so... uh, I don't know what to call it. So lopsided in the supply and demand on jobs. There's so many jobs available. Everybody and their dog needs to hire. There's not enough workers, partly because of the coronavirus, and people are still scared. Partly because a lot of people just aren't working now. Um, One, people have learned that they'd rather have a little less money in their wallet, but stay home and have a better life with loved ones and family and, and spend time with friends and You know, we don't have to have as much money if we stay home a lot, if we don't go places, if we make our own food, if we, and this is having a lot of people just basically sidestep the economy to a great degree. Uh, And also then you got government stimulus still everywhere to where people don't have to work because they're on the socialist dole. The government stimulus money is ratcheting up inflation. But right now in the supply and demand, normal free market equilibrium that we see, Uh, it's being manipulated by government so much so to where millions are just simply quitting their jobs. They're going, hey, number one, I don't need a job if i got a government handout. Number two, uh, the universal basic income is coming my way. And number three, uh, you know what? We don't need as much money as we used to have. And not only that, I can find a job anytime I want to. Probably a better job paying me more money with more benefits and more flexibility than ever before. Wow. That's a scary deal. All right. Did you hear about Pride Month? Yeah, you know it's been going on all month, right? The gay and lesbian, bisexual, transgender, whatever the big old G-plus crowd is, right? But Pride Month uh, is being celebrated by Sesame Street. You heard me. Sesame Street. They introduced two gay male fathers, or they call it a gay male couple. They introduced that for Family Day now. I kid you not. This is hard to even imagine. Uh, but they're promoting the gay and lesbian agenda at Sesame Street big time now. So we go from Wall Street to Sesame Street when it comes to the destruction of everything we hold dear, right? Homes, hearth, family, all being destroyed by either Wall Street, Sesame Street, or your your favorite politician down the road there, right? Anyway, so Sesame Street introduces two gay fathers uh, and a, a child or whatever. And all I'm telling you is what a sad tale to tell. Disney doing a lot of that too, right? I mean, it's just a sad tale. It's hard to even know how to respond to this, right? I don't know what to think about it. But it's really a sad tale. 
All right. There's a new report out. Apple TV plus spending more than $6 billion on new shows. Plans to launch, you know, they say before Disney Plus. Disney Plus has already been launched, but think about that. That kind of money? Now they say Disney shares fall after earning miss? What do you think about that? Wow, very scary indeed. Yeah, there's a corporate boycott war on pro-life movies. Listen to this. Corporate boycott war on pro-life movies, says the headline. Facebook, Disney, Sony, Universal, NPR, Kickstarter. Run train on producers. Yeah. It's not easy making pro-life movies. When major corporations block advertising buys, deny music rights, and boycott fundraising experts, say producers of three new or recent ambitious anti-abortion film efforts. The latest case saw Facebook refusing the upcoming Roe versus Wade film yeah, they wouldn't let them run advertisements at all. They say the ads involve advocacy for an issues under our national importance discussion, said Facebook. This ad requires authorization. Two other anti-abortion films. Uh, one of them was um, Gosnell. And unplanned, both of them recently met similar problems with Facebook ads and blocks. Meanwhile, Disney, Sony, and Universal are among nine music companies who have denied licenses to filmmakers for all three of the pro-life movies. Yeah, they just say we can't license any music. Disney, of course, claimed that it did not take sides in the social issues as the reason for the turndown. Others, including Sony and Universal, were less specific about their refusals. But there was a pattern of denials with our requests. We've never seen such a denial, regardless of price. Think about that, ladies and gentlemen. We're having a big corporate boycott of pro-life movies. That's serious business indeed, ladies and gentlemen. That is scary, isn't it? Yeah. I find it scary. I find it scary indeed. You put that to Pride Month and you go, they're promoting the gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender agenda, and the pro-death movement. And anything we do to promote traditional family, God-ordained family, pro-life, they're shutting it down. They're shutting it down. And you can say, well, Sam, you're pretty extreme about this. No, I'm not. You wait till my guest comes on next hour. Yeah. 
His name is Alex Spicer. He's a digital media expert. And uh, he'll tell you how he's been getting shut down over the most simple of things that would shock you. We'll talk about that as, of course, the broadcast unfolds. Corporate boycott war on pro-life movies. Wow. All right. Let's go to the next one. Rancher Emin Bundy running for governor of Idaho to fight Joe Biden in the deep state. Do you think Ammon Bundy's the best candidate? Think he's the guy that ought to run? Well, there's a lot of other conservatives in the race as well. And so it's now, sadly, a battle of the conservatives. Which conservative is the most conservative? Which one has the greatest chance to win? And which one do you believe will really carry the ball for conservative viewpoints the best? Many saying Ammon doesn't have a chance in this world, but I submit to you this. At least he's got the guts to run. At least he's willing to wrestle with the hogs. At least he's willing to tell the tale of liberty like nobody's business. I don't know how successful any of us will be if we run. But I know this. The more we run for office, the greater chance we have to win. Because it's kind of like if you never ask the girl out on a date, I don't think you'll go on any dates, right? But if you ask, you might say, well, she's too good for me and it won't happen. But she just might say yes, huh? So I submit to you that I commend Ammon Bundy for running for governor for the state of Idaho. I commend him. My prayers are with him. I think he's a genuinely good, honest, and wise servant of the republic. And I think he will do our state, meaning Idaho state, proud. And I pray for his success. Now, will he win? You know what? It's a tough road to hoe when you can't get a lot of money together. And it's a tough road to hoe when you don't have uh, the media at your back. You know, media provides wind at your back. Big time. And media, under the guise of only covering the popular candidates, or, you know, if you get above a certain percentage of a popular support, then we'll, you know, give you the chance to be in the debates. We'll give you media coverage. We'll do this. We'll do that. That's all a farce, a way for them to separate the candidates uh, by giving them free media coverage. And in my opinion, somebody ought to sue over that. That's a whole nother topic indeed, right? So all I can tell you is good for Evan Bundy. Our prayers are with him and our prayers are with his success. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. I reinstated a policy first put in place by President Ronald Reagan, the Mexico City policy. I strongly supported the House of Representatives' pain-capable bill, which would end painful late-term abortions nationwide. And I call upon the Senate to pass this important law and send it to my desk for signing. We are protecting the sanctity of life and the family as the foundation of our society. And most importantly of all, it is the gift of life itself. That is why we march. That is why we pray. And that is why we declare that America's future will be filled with goodness, peace, joy, dignity, and life for every child of God.
a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. I am Sam Bushman. Hope you're all doing awesome. I commend Ammon Bundy, as I mentioned, for running for governor. I'm going to get a hold of him and have him on the program and talk about what things he wants to focus on the most should he become governor for the wonderful, beautiful state of Idaho, and our prayers are with him. Uh, I'll also see if some of the other candidates want to come on the radio because there's a lot of conservatives in the field. What separates them? What's the difference? Uh, Joel Skousen, worldaffairsbrief.com, wrote a breakdown on this. Uh, several weeks ago in his World Affairs Brief, I don't have the exact date, but uh, incredible uh, reality check on that race. But our prayers are with... Uh, um, all I can tell you is that there's a lot going on in that realm. And good on them. You know what? We need a, a bunch of good people running for office because, you know what? We might split the vote enough to where one of our guys gets in. Now, you would say, well, no, Sam, you'll only split the vote to where the bad guy gets in. Uh, maybe so, maybe not. Conservatives can also be smart, and they can run and split the vote six ways from Sunday, create serious debates on real topics, get a lot out on the stage. Remember, elections are ran for two purposes in my personal view. One of them is to get elected, obviously, and to make a difference from inside. But another one, and oftentimes a greater reason to run for office, is because of the education that you bring out. Rand Paul and Ron Paul have done this very successfully. Uh, Rand Paul running for president, Ron Paul running for president. Both of them got a lot of issues onto the table for debate and discussion that would have never been there had they not ran. All right, so that's really important to understand, um, in my opinion. Really, really critically important. Anyway, so Rancher Ammon Bundy running for governor of Idaho, and I commend him for doing so. He wants to take on Joe Biden in the deep state. We need people doing that. And I think the debates and the, and the, the efforts are valuable. The other last thing I'll point out is if we, the people, start buying radio stations uh, and really making a difference in turning people to the new media-taking center stage, we can change the narrative uh, the media, we can put our own wind at people's backs when they run for office. But sometimes we're so caught up on spending money getting people into office that we just barely lose over and over and over with their election frauds and their uh, you know, wind at the back with the media and everything else that they do. And they say, almost got it that time. Try again. Next time you'll get closer. And they have you in this cycle of confusion a little bit. We, we got to jettison that idea also. All right, crisis PR experts. Did you know there was crisis PR experts? Yeah, there's literally people <laughs> who are experts in PR, and their whole goal is to be hired by uh, bigwigs, whether they be uh, executives at high level 
or uh, whether they be rock stars or TV stars or movie stars, whatever they be, um, the elite, the popular amongst us, and there's literally PR experts that do damage control. So crisis PR experts is what they're called, but they really their goal is when some, one of these big wigs or one of these uh, you know popular people has a gargantuan misstep, so that their career doesn't tumble completely, they have people that manage the crisis, the fallout from their uh, snafus, their faux pas, whatever, right? So crisis PR experts are now saying Chrissy Teigen's apology won't reverse meltdown from abusive behavior scandal. That's the headline on this one. And, and I look at that and I go, wow. So Chrissy Teigen, turns out she's been a big, big, big bully over the years. And she has literally uh, just abused all kinds of people. She's been a, an ultimate troll, an ultimate just thug. And she literally ran around and mocked people and, you know, why don't you kill yourself and why don't you this and why don't you that and you're a worthless piece of garbage and you're da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And shame on Chrissy for this. Shame on her for this big time. But what I find fascinating about a Chrissy Teigen is she wants to just apologize. Golly, I'm so sorry for the people that, I'm, that I've hurt. and I, I, I'm so sorry. But she really got caught with her hand in the cookie jar, and now it's backfiring. It's kind of a cross between the Me Too movement and the Don't Believe People movement kind of a thing uh, in a weird way to where some people get caught and shut down like Chrissy Teigen now. But she was allowed to do this for years. And now they're supposedly, you know, oh, man, she's. Yeah, and so the problem exists, but here's what I really want to know. Here, I think, is the deeper underlying question that we all must really contemplate and then answer. Who makes the decisions? Who calls the shots on these things? How come nobody called a halt to the Me Too movement back when the abuse of girl after girl after girl after girl in the Jeffrey Epstein, Bill Clinton scenario? And then all of a sudden, who in the Jeff or the... uh, um, what's the guy's name? Epstein or whatever his name is. Not Jeffrey. Anyway, uh, and who called a halt to that one? How do you know when we're going to blow the whistle on somebody versus when we're just going to turn a blind eye to something? Who decides and when? How come Chrissy Teigen could get away with this for so long and no one really seemed to mind Chrissy uh, was on top of the world? She could say or do anything to anybody and she had ultimate serious control. People explain how when she targeted them, it would ruin their careers and there was nothing they could do about it. The second Chrissy decided to, to, to point the turret at them and start firing, hey, their career was done. They'd lose contracts. That Where does Chrissy get so much power? So here's my point. Who decides all this? Who decides when we're going to let Chrissy just abuse everybody and she's got so much power behind her that she can jettison contracts for people and, and she can literally take the abuse to extreme levels? with power and authority versus when we're going to call a halt and say, well, Chrissy, you're out of control. This has got to stop. Okay. Same thing with this Epstein guy, right? Uh, Same thing with Jeffrey, uh, whatever. Same thing with Bill Clinton. How does Bill get away with this, but other people go down and lose their whole careers over this, right? How does this happen? We don't know. But Jeffrey Epstein trafficking case, right? Listen to this headline. Jeffrey Epstein's court documents named 70 people 
who knew more than 70 men and women who had knowledge of Jeffrey Epstein's sex trafficking of minors, females were identified as potential witnesses in a court doc filed by one of the pedophile's victims. All right, so you got Jeffrey Island's or Jeffrey Epstein's Island of Sin and Sex Dolls. Fox News article. He kept a low profile, they say. But he had a lenient plea deal for paying girls for sexual massages and more. But unsealed documents show these allegations against Jeffrey Epstein. All right, you got intimate photos of this. The horrors of Jeffrey Epstein's private island, Vanity Fair. Every celebrity named in Jeffrey Epstein's files. Now, you go, how does this happen? Who calls the shots here? And in our event the other day, or yesterday, there's a big point made. There's a lot of sex trafficking and child trafficking that goes on. And it's at the heart of the money fueling many of these politicians. That's why they're so silent. That's why they won't stand up. That's why they won't obey the Constitution and listen to the people. They've got to rally around one another and keep their cabals a-rolling. Right? So crisis PR experts, Chrissy Teigen's apology won't reverse the negative fallout. Won't reverse the meltdown from the abusive behavior scandal. Who gave her license to do that for so long, and now who's calling the halt to that con game? Why is Chrissy on the outside now? John Legend, her husband, says it's all good. She's doing fine. But the deeper questions have to do with who decides who falls and who's protected. And the answer is these big sex trafficking abuse rings backed by Satan worship and pedophilia and everything else. These groups call the shots in bed with the media and big executives. There's big money. And they have compromised so many people to the point where, you know what? They run a tight circle. And we've got to blow the whistle on this and call a halt to that con game too. So I appreciate that Chrissy Teigen is is having a little bit of comeuppance for her behavior. At the same time, I do believe in forgiveness. And how do we know when someone should truly be forgiven and when they've really made mistakes and when they're trying to right their wrongs versus when they're just trying to look for a pass? In other words, is it enough for Chrissy just to apologize and be like done with it? See, what I think is a lot of times these people need to give up their fame and fortune if they're genuine about their needing forgiveness and truly trying to repent and change. One of the ways you can know if they change is if they give up their, quote, fame status. And they just go back to normal life. And I know this because there was a guy by the name, I can't remember his name, is Mike somebody, but he was with James Dobson. And he was one of the people that were on James Dobson broadcasts and stuff for the longest time. I, I thought he was a very nice guy, very good broadcaster. But he made a mistake and I guess got caught in some affairs. And he went away quietly and just said, I'm completely wrong. Uh, I, I don't have any excuse for my behavior. And he, and he really went away. And I haven't heard from that guy in the popular life since. Or a famous life or whatever you want to say, a high-profile life. And, and I think that guy's probably genuinely trying to repent and change. But when they say, forgive me, but leave me in power, 
forgive me, but leave my authority still there. For example, Chrissy Teigen. Uh, has her power to abuse people been taken away? Or is it just like, oh, she's so sorry, and she won't abuse it anymore, we promise, idea. And so I've learned that oftentimes the way to repentance is to lose what you've had in terms of your fame and your fortune and whatever else, because that's where you're going to be able to have true humbling, true family, true quiet repentance, true quiet um, reflection on your behaviors. All right, enough of that. But I, I, anyway, our prayers are with Chrissy Teigen. I don't mean to abuse her uh, and dish out what she dished out to others. But I do mean to say, how do we know when uh, somebody's repentance and change is genuine? How should we know? Uh, and, and, and oftentimes the answer is, hey, if they're willing to give up fame for it, they're really genuine. And if they're not, you got to question it. I'll tell you that right now. Fox 26, Houston TV reporter. Her name is uh, uh, Ivory Hecker, I think it is. She informs her network live on air that she has been recording them and she intends on telling her story to Project Veritas, James O'Keefe and crew. And I guess uh, she was, uh, they sh- she shocked them when she said this right in the middle of her um, weather report. <laughs> uh, and I, very interesting. But you're now learning more and more with whistleblowers from the inside, like Ivory Hecker and others, basically telling you this is how the media behaves. They're controlling what you say, what you think, what you believe, and they know the true narrative, but they're literally engineering their reporting to peddle fake news and dishonesty about who they are, what they're doing, etc. And Ivory Hecker's blowing the whistle good for her. Final story of the hour, Donald Trump Jr., says that if his dad, Donald Trump, doesn't run in 2024, Ron DeSantis should be the nominee. Governor Ron DeSantis. So that's an interesting twist, if you will. All right, one hour in the can, second hour coming up with my guest, Alex Spicer. You are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live radio program full of news that it was refused to use six days a week on the Sabbath we rest. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. LibertyRoundtable.com, my website, LovingLiberty.net, my nationally syndicated radio network. They've got live and on-demand radio apps for your listening pleasure and more. Donate liberally today, would you please? This nation shall endure. God save the republic. Atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right. Wow. <clears throat> All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow American Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that it was refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for Tuesday, June 22nd, in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our two of two. And our goal is to promote God, family, and country and protecting life, liberty, and property. I'm telling you right now, our goal is simple. That is to preserve our country in the traditions of our founders. Welcome to the broadcast, ladies and gentlemen. Our guest, a very unique man. He's a social media expert. That's what he does for a living. What do they call him? Social media marketers and beyond. Anyway, he's been a senior 
social media management marketer for a long time. His name is Alex Spicer. He does a radio show himself called the Alex Spicer Podcast. Uh, he's been on the radio with us before, but welcome back, sir. Pleasure to be here. Thank you so much, Sam. Now, it's interesting. I got a call yesterday from a guy who literally said, hey, man, they're really taking off the gloves and shutting us down. Sam, I know you're in the media. I know you're I want to bring this to your attention. Have you been experiencing that? What's happening? I said, yeah, I have to a great degree. My Twitter account got shut down. Uh, and they say that if I take down my content, they'll put me back up and I'm refusing because I'm right. But the bottom line is they hold the cards, ladies and gentlemen. They're shutting us down left and right. So anyway, I told that person that I'd work on it, and I appreciate it. It's a listener who's very educated who wanted to bring this to my attention, and I appreciate it. But then I uh, was sitting with Alex Spicer uh, the very second I got the call. Um, when I say sitting with him, he was literally driving a car to another place, and so was I. So we weren't together that very second, but we were together minutes before the call and right after the call to where we were virtually together. Uh, anyway, long story short, I said, Alex, why don't you come on the radio? Um, because Alex then started telling me about things that were happening to him in his professional uh, capacity. Crazy, crazy stuff. I'm going to tell you that, uh, his personal experiences, and then after he tells you the personal, I should say he's going to tell you them. After he tells you his personal experiences, then we're going to dig into some articles that relate to this very topic. Let's start, Alex. Tell me what happened to you personally. This is firsthand knowledge from a social media expert, ladies and gentlemen. Alex? Yeah, um, well, let me start off by just saying that what I want to share with you is just revealing um, a couple of very disturbing things. Uh, one is that uh, big tech is literally trying to kill patriotism um, and, and uh, Americanism. And, and the other side of that is uh, the big tech companies are also trying to kill small businesses. Now, let me uh, elaborate and help you understand that from my personal experience. So. I, I work for a company and we have multiple brands that we sell uh, products through. And two of those brands that we uh, that we run that we advertisements for, uh, I, I run advertisements on Google, Instagram, Facebook, and we will spend uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars a day in advertising, uh, advertising dollars. And uh, two of the brands, uh, one is for selling flagpoles, where we uh, are, you know, we're our whole spiel is that we are patriotic and we want to encourage other people to show what they stand for uh, in order to uh, you know basically let America shine right so we want them to be able to have a flagpole that they can put in their own front yard um, and and show and show off the American flag and, and any other flag that maybe they want to show off maybe they have the Marine Corps flag on there as well and so that brand as well as the uh, the other brand that we have which is all based around Second Amendment sort of uh, items you know like like gun holsters gun safes etc both of those are regularly put down by big, big tech and when I say big tech I'll, I'll speak specifically by Facebook so for those of you who don't know Facebook owns um, Facebook and Instagram so when you do Facebook advertising you just go to Facebook um, advertising platform and you can advertise both on Facebook Instagram and also their whole audience network now those two brands are constantly I believe they're shadow banned based on all the data that I'm seeing and they're also suppressed but if I go specifically to the Memorial Day weekend as you can imagine for a brand that sells flagpoles and and the whole brand is about showing what you stand for that's our tagline show what you stand for well uh, then Memorial Day is a very big holiday for us we really want to you know we, we hope to spend a hundred thousand dollars plus a day and, and sell to as many people as we can because we want patriotism to spread and what we experienced was 
Facebook started rejecting our ads that had the American flag too prominent in the ad, which is kind of ridiculous because it's like, you know, we're trying to sell flagpoles. It's Memorial Day. I mean, it is a patriotic holiday, but they started rejecting uh, ads that had the American flag prominent in the ad. What I mean, what I mean by prominent, it was it would take up a, a large portion of the of the visual. Uh, eventually, we were able to reach out to Facebook. They reviewed those ads and they did allow those to be approved. But they also started rejecting our ads that had certain uh, copy and a certain text in it. And, and that text would be if we said the word America, American flag, uh, if we even started using our tagline, show what you stand for, or even try to use a workaround and say old glory instead of American flag, eventually the algorithm caught on and Old Glory even started getting rejected and so we couldn't use our tagline, couldn't say America, couldn't even ask the question what, is, uh, what does a flag mean to you? We couldn't even say uh, the flag is important, could not say anything like that at all and without exception they would not allow those ads to run again unless we got rid of that copy. We could not, like, like literally they, wouldn't, they were, would review the ads and just say hey you know this is considered a political ad you know, you can't run this, but if I discovered if I would just delete anything that said what I just said uh, said before, suddenly the ad would work again. And it was really disturbing. I remember uh, talking about it with one of the other members of the marketing team. And out of the whole marketing team, I'm the one who's more openly patriotic. Uh, but this one girl, she was just like, like almost in tears. She was really shocked. She said, wow, like, are we even in America? How can, how can a, a company, which is you know, from from America and has been successful because America is successful. How can they totally put down, the, you know, uh, the American flag and even saying the flag is important or anything like that? Like, like where are we? And that's exactly right. And that's why when I say they are killing patriotism, I really do mean it. Um, there's a, there's a bit more behind uh, 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 behind the Facebook side of things when I say that they are killing small businesses, but. Uh, in terms of the killing patriotism, those are the details there. All right, let me point out some very unique differences in your story. Uh, number one, we're talking about a first hand, not somebody who just heard from somebody or not somebody who, um, you know, thinks that this is the case or whatever. This is somebody who has enough knowledge, firsthand social media experience to know exactly what algorithms he's working with and to know exactly what results he should be getting when he does certain things. That's his expertise, ladies and gentlemen. That's his professional expertise. So it's firsthand knowledge. That's one thing that you need to know when Alex Spicer comes on the radio. The second thing that you should know is this. We're not talking about somebody like Sam Bushman, who is uniquely political in terms of a commentator, uh, which I make very unique statements on certain sides of issues, which uh, may be acceptable in the corporate world, may not be, et cetera, et cetera. This isn't uh, representing a company like that, okay? They're not overtly taking on abortion or taking on uh, election fraud or taking on uh, vaccines and how effective they are or they are not or masks or they're not these political hot button issues that are so polarizing. Um, I can understand those kind of people getting shut down. I don't agree with it, but I understand it, right? You could say, well, look, Facebook doesn't agree with your view, Sam, or Twitter doesn't agree with your statements, and so they're going to shut it down. They have every right. They're a private company, whatever kind of idea. Well, I disagree with that because these big companies have, have received all kinds of government tax dollars and all kinds of special privileges. They've become such a behemoth, tyrannical um, 
deep state corporations, if you will. And it's corporations in bed with universities, in bed with government, black op, Pentagon money, etc. Okay, I get all that battle between someone like me and those guys. We have completely different agendas. We're both in the media. It's a, it's, a, it's a battle for supremacy kind of a discussion. I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying I get that. And that's one level that we've watched for the last several years, folks. Okay, and that's a serious problem. I don't think that my next statements dismiss the problem. What I'm telling you, though, is we've got a firsthand expert witness telling you they've now taken it to the next level. Okay, these, this is a company that makes flagpoles. They don't take polar issues. They don't come out boldly in defense of this or that. They merely sell flagpoles and promote flags. It may be the American flag, and they're, they're pro-American, but uh, they, you can use a flagpole to run any flag up you want, right? So they're not really even picking sides here or taking hot-button issues. They're just celebrating patriotism. They're celebrating flags. They're celebrating, uh, okay, if we're going to start to attack and control their campaigns, we're at a different level is the whole point, Alex. Y- yes, we are. Actually, um, if I could elaborate even more, a little bit outside of this, just this one experience, um, what's even scarier is, so uh, the, the company that, that I work for, as I said before, we have multiple brands, and because of this um of this discrimination against anything that is remotely patriotic, uh, they have experienced. You know, the company as a whole has experienced suppression and uh, discrimination uh, towards our business as a whole. Uh, you know, for all the brands, and that was because um, if you imagine, like, you know, we have we have like the parent advertising um, uh, account that we put all the brands through. Uh, you know, the, and. What we discovered is that, well, even though we, we spend tons of money on their platform, and, and you, when you do so, Facebook always gives you a what's called a Facebook rep, rep. Uh, and that person is going to help you with any technical issues, will help you get uh, rejected ads approved more swiftly, also give you updates, and they really just help nurture you through anything that you need because you spend so much with the platform. But they started discriminating all of our brands because we because they were associated with the patriotic brands. That so all of our brands as a whole were being discriminated against. So eventually, we had to separate our brands all right, entirely. Hang tight. Let's talk about the separation and the details. Uh, they're playing what cat and mouse, whack a mole, real time censorship. Liberty Roundtable live with Alex Spicer. Hang tight. As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land. Vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation, and we may become again the freest, most prosperous, most respected, and happiest nation on earth. Visit ToPreserveTheNation.com to begin that restoration. 
Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, what if somebody steals our gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. I am live on your radio with me, Alex Spicer, riding shotgun on the broadcast today with personal, professional witness, firsthand testimony. He's a professional social media expert, successful social media consultant, and more, and he's telling you that they've rationed this to the next level. We're now talking about not people who take polar political issues, uh, whether we agree or disagree, uh, we're not talking about fake news discussions about whether we're peddling fake news or not. And okay, that's how the discussions started when they started beating us up several years ago. But it's getting worse and worse and worse. They're ratcheting this to the next level. Now, if you're a patriotic kind of company with patriotic brands, you're being attacked. And, and so let's talk about the brands that you have. And they literally then are attacking your non-related um, patriotic stuff shutting it down with your patriotic stuff to the point where you had to go to the next level, Alex. That's right. Uh, really, it was very, very hard on the business, right? So uh, if you imagine, right, it, it, this, is how, this is how the ad platform works. When you create an ad account, you get in there, and, and you can have multiple ad accounts under your main business account. Uh, and you start spending money in order for like safety precautions. They don't allow you to just go go in swinging spending ten thousand dollars a day or five thousand dollars a day. Even they'll 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 generally cap you off at like two thousand dollars a day. And as you imagine, you know, I told you before, we we like to spend over a hundred thousand dollars a day uh, in advertising, and because. Uh, all of these different ad accounts across the brands were under the same parent company, and two of those ad accounts were patriotic based, right? We have the the flagpole one and also the the Second Amendment based one. Because those were under the same parent account, Facebook never gave us a Facebook rep, so we never had anyone to reach out to who could give us special pointers and also special assistance, uh, and they would just treat us like a small time business with with no real interest in advertising on Facebook. And so we literally had to create a completely different. So let me let me uh, stop you there, account. Alex. This yeah, really shows it. that they have a, a bias. They have an agenda. Okay, it has nothing to do with how much money you spend. Like they first claimed, they used to claim, well, if you're kind of small, then it's self-serve. But if you're bigger, you know, whenever all kinds of companies say, you know, if you're at the, at the enterprise level, then you get all this service. If you're just at the business level or the professional level or the personal level, then there's these, you know, uh, different requirements. Okay, all that's out the window now ladies and gentlemen, because now what we're saying is it doesn't matter if you're enterprise dollars. We don't like what you're doing and what you're saying and who you are. So you're on your own. And that becomes lawsuit worthy, Alex, because it's a different ballgame now. 
yeah. with that kind it, of it, a, an assertion. It's a different ballgame, and it ratchets it to a different level because your company is not necessarily uh, political, but divisive issues, fake news discussion anymore. We're talking about just patriotic stuff as part of the portfolio. Uh, but because of that now, you're treated as a second-class citizen regardless of your enterprise dollars spent. That's a big deal, sir. That That's correct. I mean, imagine how ridiculous it is. It's like, okay, just because we have a brand that is more patriotic and then we have a separate brand that is is literally just about massage products, right? It's There's nothing uh, patriotic about it at all. But just because of the association, uh, they, they discriminated against us. So we literally had to make a completely different um, uh, manager account and then ad accounts on there. And like I said, they don't let you just come out swinging on a brand new ad account with a ton of ad spend, which meant that our sales went down like dramatically because we had an ad account that allowed us to spend money but didn't allow us any sort of perks or, or support. So we had to go to a completely new one. And literally, even uh, even after just like a month of being on this brand new ad account and being disassociated from the patriotic account, and we were only getting up to maybe twenty thousand dollars to spend a day, which is not very much uh, in the, in the broad spectrum of things. We got a Facebook rep. Like lo and behold, out of nowhere, it's like, oh, this is, looks like a brand that has nothing to do with America. Let's uh, you know, let's and there's no association. Now let's give them a Facebook rep, and they and they gave us several Facebook reps, and it's like, wow, like literally, we separated. And now they won't discriminate against us. However, um, it's scarier than, than just that, though, because they – so the Facebook reps are also uh, supposed to and allowed to check out the, the Facebook pages, uh, you know, the personal profiles of those who run those um, – the, uh, the advertising accounts. And if they see that you, are, you have patriotic stuff on your page, they, they can choose not to work with you. And also Facebook will even sometimes shut down – uh, your your let's say if you have a Facebook page and you're a dentist and you just say God bless America it's Fourth of July, they will sometimes even shut down and disable your entire ad account over that, just because even though you didn't run a single ad about patriotism, just because you chose to be patriotic with your own Facebook page or your personal profile. Now this is why I say this is kind of lawsuit worthy. I don't know what your company intends to do about it, but you've highlighted a reality. Now here's what's interesting. So that's the difference between what they don't like and what they're fine with. So what is your what are your other brands? Give me a general idea of what's not associated with America that they're fine with. Uh, so the, there's the there's the um, massage based one where we sell products that are all about you know like basically muscle recovery, and then another yep. one which is uh, which is entirely around uh, outdoor like decor for like your garden for your patio. Um, All right. Th so those are the, so the, these are yeah. neutral topics. One is a negative topic in their view. They're going to basically uh, treat you like dirt, third class citizen, etc. If you have neutral products, uh, gardening, uh, massage stuff, they're going to say that's fine. We're not going to block that. You're going to get a rep. We're fine with you. What if you have favorite subjects? What if you started a promotion of the gay and lesbian, bisexual, transgender, queer, and whatever it all is? Uh, G plus is what I call it. It's not G rated. It's G plus, right? Anyway, what if you were to promote that or you were to promote sex stuff or you were to promote um, race divisions or you were to promote, I don't even know what else, but would those be favorite topics for them and you would get a rep at $5,000 instead of twenty, or you would get support or special deals on ads or how far does this go, Alex? Do you have any intake in, in, insight on that? Yes, I do. So 
Um, <laughs> it, it really just depends on how uh, legit, and I say that word um, ironically, uh, that Facebook considers you to be. So, for example, if I were to just like go, okay, this brand now sells uh, flagpoles, but it's all about the LGBTQ flag. Um, now, Facebook may or may not actually give us the support we want because they'll still look at our personal profiles and be like, yeah, these guys are, are conservative. Uh, however, they won't reject our ads because we ran that test. We're like, well, maybe we can try selling flagpoles with LGBTQ flag because right now we're hurting so bad with inventory because of these advertising issues that we just need to sell flags. And so someone came up with the idea. We didn't have a single ad disapproval issue, which is ridiculous. Now, as you can imagine, nothing sold. <laughs> because the people who want to fly uh, use a flagpole are those who want to fly the American flag. Um, but when I say legit, what I mean is, um, if I if I were part of a foundation and corporation that was specifically for LGBTQ, um, in other or words, if you prove you're the real deal, trusted, yes. certified A plus approved list. In other words, you got the creds. Now you're in, baby. Not just a wannabe sell gay flags, but you're a real bona fide, we've done work in the field, put our dollars and our people on the ground for the agenda. Now you're the real deal, and they can prove it, and they'll back that, right? That's exactly right. They they will do that. They will give you the support that you want and, and that you need uh, right off the bat. And and uh, it's just it's kind of ridiculous. And the other side of it is, if you're a part of that group, you also know and you have the advantage of of knowing that Facebook and Instagram are going to ensure your organic content will be seen more readily as well because they won't shadow ban it. So you're being helped on two fronts there. I don't know how to respond to this because we've heard a lot of allegations, and we've heard of a lot of court cases. And we've heard of a lot of censoring and everything else, but now we're starting to get more and more and more pay dirt and evidence of their literally singular agenda, which is anything that jettisons America, traditional family, pro-life, uh, moral, uh, moral relevance. It is absolutely shunned and rejected with intent. Now, here's what I find interesting as well. This is why it's to the next level. What Google would say in the past was, well, we had a filter problem. We fixed it. We didn't realize. We're sorry. Or we, and so, but it wasn't real time. It was, well, uh, yeah, it's that way, but it wasn't intended. Or, okay, now what you're seeing when you use certain words and take out certain words, they're literally real time updating the algorithms against you on the fly, right? That's a whole nother level as well, Alex. Yeah, it's it's completely scary what they're doing. Um, what I also find uh, even kind of scarier uh, is the fact that they they have the protection to be able to do all these things, uh, and nothing is done to them, right? They they you can't really sue them and get away with it because they have all the the legal protections behind them, and the fact that they're that they are allowed to go in and just go, oh, it looks like your personal stuff. You say this, even though it's not in your ad, we're gonna we're gonna disable your whole ad account, you know, and, and on the other side here is, uh, and this is something I wanted to bring to your attention, this is a little bit outside the realm of just banning, and it's the way they changed the algorithm to where now small businesses can't be successful anymore because of the right, way advertising We're going to talk works. about this. Alex Spicer's with me all hour, ladies and gentlemen. You only heard half of it. The best or the most hard-hitting or the most reality check is uh, coming up. Alex Spicer, ladies and gentlemen. He's a social media expert. He's a successful social media marketing consultant. His whole job is to represent people. We'll talk about it.
protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. Iran's president-elect has rejected the possibility of meeting with President Biden. Abraham Rahisi added that the United States is obligated to lift all oppressive sanctions against Iran. President Biden's State Department called Iran's elections anything but fair. Our Iran policy is designed to advance U.S. interests, uh, and that is regardless uh, of who is chosen as Iran's president in a, a process that we consider to be pre-manufactured. Um, uh, this was not a free and fair uh, election process. State Department spokesperson Ned Price. Laptop emails reportedly implicate Hunter Biden and the Washington, D.C. firm Blue Star under federal investigation for illegally lobbying on behalf of the Ukrainian company that counted Biden as a board member. The Department of Justice is investigating. USA Radio News. Hello, this is Wayne Alaroot for our newest sponsor, Asset Strategies, or ASI for short. ASI is a precious metals powerhouse. They sell gold and silver. Never in history has there been a more important moment to buy gold and silver. ASI has been in business for 39 years. They've served over 20,000 clients and sold $5 billion worth of gold, silver, and precious metals with zero complaints. Last year, gold saw gains of 25%. Silver nearly doubled gold's performance. Now Democrats are in charge. Green New Deal, open borders, free health care for illegals. Bailout broke cities and states. The debt is about to go through the stratosphere. The time to buy is now. The owners of ASI, Michael and Rich Checkin, have been my close personal friends for 16 years. ASI is the company I trust when it comes to buying and selling precious metals. Call now to receive a free consultation and a free one-ounce Silver Eagle with every qualifying purchase when you mention the Wayne Alaroot Show. Call 800-831-0007. That's 800-831-0007. Or visit AssetStrategies.com. The Biden administration's open borders policy continues to allow the flow of drugs and illegal immigrants into the country unchecked. Tim Berg from the Phoenix USA Radio News Bureau reports. Large groups of illegal immigrants and asylum seekers continue to arrive at the U.S.-Mexico border, creating issues for border agents and local residents. Arizona Attorney General Mark Burnovich blames the Biden administration's policies on the immigration surge at the border. The Biden administration is breaking the border. They're essentially destroying it and it's up to them to fix it and by them creating all these incentives or making it harder for ICE to do its job they are encouraging more and more people to come here. Systems being overwhelmed on so many different levels and the cartels are taking advantage of the situation. That audio courtesy of Fox News the Biden administration says they're making a more humane situation for illegal immigrants by reversing many of former President Donald Trump's policies. Thanks for listening. We are USA Radio News. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Alex Spicer with me. We're talking about social media. We're talking about marketing. They've literally ratcheted it up now. They're taking on companies that aren't even polar political, just companies that have any patriotic leanings of any kind are shut down. If you have personal stuff in your profile that suggests you have any bent towards conservatism of in any way, shut down. Literally, they're ratcheting this to the next level and taking on uh, a small business. They're lit- they literally have an agenda that coincides with the coronavirus 
lockdown as well, which is, you know what, small business is going to fail. If you don't agree with them and accept every word they say, you're considered a terrorist or you're considered somebody that needs to be completely shut down. Uh, the fake news at the center of it all, they've rationed it to the next level. Now they're playing whack-a-mole or cat and mouse real time with people and changing their algorithms against us on the fly to the point where it's affecting small business. Small business is in trouble uh, because modern day, the only way you can grow your business or get a startup to succeed and grow is to be on social media these days. And Alex is about to tell you the details about this shutdown of small business and the ramifications that we have not even yet begun to realize the reality of. Alex? Yeah, so with uh, it, for those who are not aware, there's like this big thing between Apple and Facebook and, and basically any social, me social media or digital advertising platform. And that is Apple's trying to come off as, you know, our, our brand is all about we ensure that you have greater privacy and security. Um, and that sounds great for everyone, but it's also uh, really it's just, a, <laughs> it's just a hidden way of allowing them to continue to know and keep all the information they've been gathering from you, but maybe just make it harder for other companies to obtain it. But but in particular, what they've done is they say, okay, because we want more security and privacy, when you update your iOS, uh, you're automatically opted out of any sort of tracking. Apple will literally try to block any sort of uh, tracking that, that businesses rely upon to understand how much traffic do they get to their site, how many people are buying, where, the, where is this, this traffic coming from, and that way they can optimize and improve and grow. Now, Facebook has had to make a lot of changes, and Google has too, to get around this, and the changes that they've made... I mean, they allow you to continue to advertise, but honestly, I've not seen – I've seen uh, the Facebook advertising platform in particular become far more inefficient. Now, as a small business, you imagine you know, you rely heavily upon efficiency. You don't have a lot of advertising dollars to spend. You can't, uh, you, you can't really survive going, okay, well, I can, I can afford to lose a couple thousand here and there every week or every month. That's not realistic. And also from the privacy side, when Apple says, you know what, we can't allow you to um, track things more more properly, then the small businesses go, well, now I can't even tell if my ads are working. Maybe a sale comes through or maybe a lead comes through, but was that organic? Where'd that come from? Which ad did the did a good job? I don't I don't truly know anymore. Uh, and and, a, and in, enough in is end, coming through yeah. to make you hope on a prayer that it's going to work better. It's just a matter of time. But what you're doing is flushing money down the toilet because they're actively circumventing or manipulating the results, but putting enough through to where you kind of believe that it's genuine. It's like a politician uh, that votes for something and then behind the scenes you find out they're working against it kind of a thing, right? That's right, yeah. So what they can do is, um, for example, on the Facebook ads platform, you can run ads and what they tell you is, okay, some of the, some of the data that our pixel and and API will pick up on uh, is not going to be caught or will be purposefully uh, basically rejected to some degree degree or another in order to ensure compliance with uh, security of privacy, and then other things will just be rejected entirely so that way you don't actually know. And so you may your ad may do well, but you won't know till three days later if it really got that many conversions as, as so to speak, you know, that many leads or that many purchases, that many sales. You won't know until three days later. You have a three day time window of of inaccurate attribution coming through and so so now you have a three-day window also where you're like well do I keep spending on this ad or did it actually do good I don't know for another three days and so in the end like like you just see all the things that I'm seeing prove and also from experience because I also have uh, I also work with some smaller businesses that 
it is becoming ineffective to be a small business and to do well unless you have a lot of money to spend or or you already have a lot of the market share in terms of brand awareness. So really all this does is it allows those companies that are already so big to be more successful. It's already going to enable those who are, are the big players, Walmart, Amazon, um, Nike, all those larger brands, eventually they're going to they're going to have to be the sole provider. Now, this may not happen for a no, number of years, but this is the, the direction that we're headed towards is that they are going to be basically the sole provider of of all of our goods and services because they're the only people who will be able to afford uh the advertising to do so. I'm not sure how to respond because this is so so extremely hate-filled and anti-American that I don't even really know how to respond, Alex. This is a hostility and a hatred towards the free enterprise system, towards small business. This right now in our economic difficulty uh, caused by the coronavirus but forced on us by responses thereto. Uh, but now they're literally ratcheting it up and saying, hey, if you got a small business, and then we'll ask the next question, what about if you're white versus black? Uh, what about uh, if you uh, are a liberal small business versus a conservative small business? What if you're, okay, they're striking at the very heart of everything we as Americans hold dear. When they smash the bread bowl like that, for many, many Americans, you're going to be forced to work for the corporations or not work at all. And then what the corporations will say is, well, you've got to be vaccinated. Well, you've got to promote the gay and lesbian agenda. Well, you've got to promote abortion. Well, you've got to be part of a union. Well, you, well, you, well, you. Um, and pretty soon... What will America look like? A communist socialist utopia controlled by big tech in bed with government, in bed with black op Pentagon money in the universities? I mean, that's really what we're facing, Alex. Have I overstated it? No, this that's exactly where all this leads. I don't want to sound like an alarmist, but like I, I'm not I'm also not dumb and not blind to to where these roads lead to. And that's exactly where they lead to. They lead to greater control. I don't know if you were aware about I think it was like a couple of weeks ago, this person who a uh, developer who worked for Facebook had revealed he was a whistleblower revealed that Facebook gives people a basically like a credit score based on their um the way they perceive the vaccina uh, vaccination for coronavirus and what their thoughts and feelings are on towards it. Um, and so uh, they give you a score based on that and then they will basically then determine how they're going to enable your posts and your feeds to work. And and, and as we've already seen, uh, undoubtedly that's also going to play a role in how well you can advertise on their platform if you want to grow your business. What do we do? Is there anything we can do, Alex? I mean, I, let me tell you the other problem that I have. Why are we letting the liberals set up and control all the um, gateways to success in modern-day economics? Why haven't we, the conservatives, built our own platforms? Why can't we just turn to a uh, conservative Facebook or conservative social media group that says, hey, we reward this behavior. We're not going to be against anybody, but we're going to be fair-handed or even-handed. Uh, but they don't exist, right? They do exist, um, but they're not as prominent. And honestly, I know that they would develop and become uh, easier to advertise on if we were to give them our, page, uh, our patronage, right? If we were to go to them and use them a lot more often and also say, hey, I want to advertise on you, well, what business is not going to say, well, you know, twist my arm. Yeah, you can pay me money. I'll figure out, figure out a way for it to be better for you to advertise on my platform. Um, honestly, they the big tech companies that we discuss like Twitter, Facebook, Google, 
they are built up and they and they have been built up by us because we have not been I, I would say courageous enough to try to strike out on our own or we're just too docile now we have platforms like uh parlor parlor used to be a really great platform to advertise on until it got shut down um as of two weeks ago when i tried once again to get onto parlor as an advertiser that's still not an option but I'm sure they'll develop something and soon. Let me, but let if me you be go clear. To, not because yeah. not because Parler doesn't want it to be an option, but because they're struggling to come back from the shutdown, and they've had to That's rebuild exactly systems right. and services and everything else to the point where they're just not quite really back up there in some ways. But it's a slow slog of a process. Is the point? It's a technical nightmare. To how do you get around that? How do you build your systems to where they can't take you down again? How do you bring back the advertising in the way people understood it or knew it on your platform in the past with a whole different infrastructure under you? This is very technically complicated. It's not a simple "we're back up now" like they want you to believe either, is it? No, not at all. It's it's extremely complicated, and the scarier part is even though I'm saying yes, we need to. Go to these other platforms, use them, that, and also go to them as an advertiser. Uh, the, the scarier part is the fact that, well, we still rely upon the big tech companies who are against America to allow these these uh, social media apps and other platforms to be on their, their devices. Uh, Apple and Google, right? Google owns the Google Play Store, the, and, and they own a large portion of everything Android. If they don't want your app in the App Store, it's not going to be there. And so Apple allowed Parler to come back, but as far as I know, Google has not. And all it takes is like if we start moving to these other platforms and allow them to be built up, it just takes those tech companies to say, no, thank you, you can't be on this. And now the only option is, okay, do we somehow get our own cell phone, like get get a, a conservative base high tech cell phone to be made, even feasible? And and more and more, it doesn't seem to be. Hang tight, ladies and gentlemen. This is riveting. Shocking, I know to all of you, not to me because I'm involved in this on a day-to-day basis. But a listener asked me about this. You get the quintessential information you're asking for right here via Alex Spicer, social media consultant and expert on your radio. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation 
more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Alex Spicer with me. Hard-hitting talk. Yeah, the uh, reality is we're all being controlled and censored. Way more than you possibly can imagine or realize. Alex Spicer, ladies and gentlemen, is a professional social media expert. He's a successful media consultant. His whole job, his whole professional job, is to be the voice, the eyes, and the ears of a client across various social platforms to properly engage with and grow their audience. That's what he does. And he's telling you right now they're literally shutting us down like you wouldn't believe and in the crosshairs small business. What do we do about this? This is shocking. Can we use their platforms? Yes, we can. Why haven't the conservatives built their own platforms? Don't know that. <clears throat> now, I built my own radio platform, and uh, I know it's small. So have a couple of other people. LovingLiberty.net has built one. Liberty News Radio, we built one. So there's a few of us out there, but they're far and few between, and we struggle to get it in a couple of nickels to rub together, right? It's very, very tough. But we've done it. I've been at it for 25-plus years, ladies and gentlemen, and I will stay at it. And I'm about to release something else that I think you'll find very interesting in time. It has to do with the aggregation and distribution of news. Nevertheless, I digress. All I'm telling you is this. It is such a serious space. Now, a lot of people think video is the only place to be. Audio is not the place to be. Well, they lie to you again, folks, as they try to control you. Listen to this very carefully, uh, and then we'll have Alex Spicer respond to this. Facebook rolls out what are called live audio rooms, podcasts, if you will, USA Today with the story. Facebook has officially jumped into the audio space. The social media giant rolled out a suite of live audio rooms and podcasts on Monday, giving its platform a new foothold in the space of audio that is seen as a surge of interest following the audio-only social app Rise, like Clubhouse and others during the pandemic. Clubhouse has drawn more than 10 million users and has amassed a over a billion-dollar evaluation, joining the ranks of Uber and Airbnb as a unicorn startup. It has inspired Facebook, Twitter, Spotify, and others to create Clubhouse-like audio-only apps. The audio market is fundamentally very fragmented, they say. Every single platform is doing something very specific and unique to try to find an edge, get an edge in the audio listening reality, either the live audio or the podcast component. All right. Facebook is trying to use all the formats working together. This is a big deal, folks. In April, Facebook announced a series of audio products, including its clubhouse rival, called Live Audio Rooms. But 
they're starting with public figures, credit, and groups now. They say they'll eventually expand into businesses. But what they're really doing is partnering with those who will peddle their agenda. All right, you got Grammy, you know, artists they're starting with. They're starting people with verified badges. In other words, the bigwigs with money. They say the host can invite speakers in advance. Users can listen while broadcast uh, uh, while perusing Facebook, etc. This is serious business. But I bring this all up, Alex, because this will further alienate the conservatives and the small guy. Because they will, unless you're big enough, they won't even consider you. They claim they'll get to you later. Yeah, they will. <laughs> Alex, what do you say to that? Yeah, uh, my my instant reaction when all this was coming out is that, okay, all you're doing is giving more power and, and more um, exposure to those who are already the political elite uh, on the left side. That's That's all they're really doing. And um, they're not really going to – I guess I should, I should put it this way. They will roll it out to other people, but only those who are willing to um, uh, comply with the progressive, side, progressive ideology. That's the only way it really works. Um, if you can show that your vaccination hesitancy score, uh, as was revealed that they uh, put on you, if that's low enough, right, meaning like you're not really that hesitant, you're more for the vax, you more believe the Fauci stuff, um, and also if you, you know, as long as you don't say anything that's patriotic, etc., then yeah, you can be on this. And and what you do is you force people into compliance. Eventually, businesses, you know, they're already they're already getting so desperate just to you know, reach out there just to uh, have exposure to um, uh, grow, grow their grow their own businesses and make money that they will they will comply they will obey and then also you have people who are younger who have no business uh, interest in mind they just want attention they also want to be able to share their thoughts and messages they will then also have to comply with the ideology to then be allowed to do any of these things so it's it's really it's just like it's like having bread lines, you know, during during a, a massive, you know, let's say World War II, where the the Nazis want to break the spirit of of the French. So they say, well, you know, if you if you uh, really want to eat bread, we have all this nice free bread out. You can't you can't make your own food, but we have a table of bread, and only if you are willing to basically say Heil Hitler and comply, will we give you the bread. Right here, you, we have these great perks. Just comply, and that's exactly what we're being set up for right now as our public platforms are not truly public they are um at least they're not available to everyone you can have all the perks that you want as long as you are willing to be obedient as long as you are willing to uh follow along ladies and gentlemen we're talking about social media censorship right social media censorship um first-hand testimony from alex spicer about um, I want to kind of talk about this a little bit, this real-time efforts they're making. When you would change words, um, they just didn't have filters in place. They would literally kind of respond to what you were doing almost on the fly, right? Yes. That That's a different discussion than saying, oh, our filters caught this. We have a bias, but it's in our filters. They're literally now hiring people that will literally uh, 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 take this to the next level. We're going to respond to you real-time to shut you down. Because they're finding that the real-time nature of social media, if they don't do that, 
we're smart enough to make changes on our end to slide through. But they're saying, no, we'll actively make sure that doesn't happen as well. This is where the culpability starts to come in, in my opinion, where lawsuits can happen. Um, it's going to be hard for them uh, to really not deal with this, Alex, because they're going to have to, if we could subpoena them, or if we can get record, somebody to blow the whistle, or if we can get, uh, this is going to come full circle, isn't it? Yeah, I, at least I, I hope, I hope it comes full circle. It really is going to take a lot of courage and a lot of, well, courage on the side of those who are willing to take uh, Facebook and other uh, big tech to court and also courage from the side of the judges, right? Who will adjudicate because it's so easy for them to just say, no, they have all this protection. You know, we're not even it, just kind of throw it out the window, right? Say there's, there's nothing here uh, to, to look at when really it's going to take some really courageous judges to say, you know what, straight up, these people are discriminating uh, against others and they are, you know, basically taking away their ability to, to have free and fair access to information and also to be able to share basically their information with other people. Is it possible, do you think, for us to uh, recover from this and build platforms fast enough uh, to circumvent this or change the game, or is it just too techno technologically challenging? Or are the enemies of free speech, the enemies of free association, the enemies of um, the ability to spread the word uh, for our point of view, are they just too strong, too entrenched, too controlling of the Internet to where we don't have a chance anymore? I don't believe in... I know in, that's a loaded uh, opinion question, but I want your take. <laughs> yeah, I don't believe in fatalism. I don't believe it's too late. Uh, I, I truly believe actually there is much that can be done. We just have to stop being lazy, right? Um, there there are people who are smart enough, who are who love liberty. They don't have to be a conservative. They just have to not like communism, right? <laughs> and uh, And they can... They can establish these platforms, build them up, and get them going. Now, because the most of the power lies upon these uh, communist-leaning uh, uh, tech companies, you have to get them to comply through uh, draining them of what they love most, and that is money. You know, we have to take them to court. We have to basically make them hurt so bad that they are willing to comply with being a good American and, and being good to other people, uh, and. I know that that won't necessarily get rid of the the bad apples in there that um, that basically control them and and cause this to happen. However, Trump has awoken a lot of people to realize we have we have to fight for what we want. We can't pretend to be humble and submissive about these things. We have to fight for what we want. And I think if we start a movement that will fight against big tech like this, you can eventually hit them in the knees hard enough that they're going to go down and they're going to have to comply. Uh, I think it's unrealistic to say, you know, we're just going to start our own cell phone and therefore our own app store, etc. No, that's not really feasible, maybe in the long run, but we have major changes to make in the meantime. And right now, what we have to do is we have to hit them where it counts, and that is with their money, their purse. Because that's the only thing they, they, they love, really. And they only love it as long as it comes from those who uh, adhere to their ideology. Huh. I'm not going to say it's impossible, and I'm not into fatalism either. I believe that there are things that we can do, but let me tell you what it's going to take, Alex. It's going to take personal and corporate or small business sacrifice. That's true. And it's, that's what it's going to take. 
I think the sacrifice is worth it. <laughs> I don't know what to say. But the, but I'm telling you that I think that the sacrifice is really going to be the key here. And I think most companies, small companies, most uh, of us have not been willing to sacrifice. I'll give you an example. Well, when I say, hey, do you want to help fund Liberty News Radio or you want to fund Lo- Loving Liberty Radio Networks? People are like, mm, why don't you tell me what your stats are? Are they good enough to justify a return on my investment or not? Rather than saying, we'll help you grow to the point where it guaranteed is, they want to know first. And if I say, well, I don't have numbers to prove to you this and this and this and this, it's very complicated indeed, then they say, oh, well, I'll go where there's numbers. Well, then they go where there's Facebook and numbers, but Facebook is literally shutting down hundreds of thousands of accounts. How real were their numbers anyway? And we find that a lot of their numbers weren't even accurate. They lied. They manipulated the numbers, and it's not true. And so then they get all the money. I get none, but yet I was honest, and they weren't. Kind of a discussion. And So it's very tough. It's going to take sacrifice and in investing in, in an infrastructure, which hither to date they have not been willing, meaning the small business individuals have not been willing to do, Alex. I agree. I agree. It's going to take uh... – when I talk about like draining them of their money because that's the only way you get them to comply, it is gonna it, the way the number one way we should do that is by giving money to smaller to the smaller side of things, uh, to the smaller businesses like Loving Liberty Radio Network, uh, because then it doesn't go to them. That's the number one way that we got to build up other people with our own cash. Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. I don't know how to get better personal firsthand testimony from an expert than that. You listeners call me and say, we see a problem. Sam, are you aware of this? This hour is my response. Yes, I am aware. Yes, I'm in touch with people who understand it in detail from a professional expertise opinion from the inside. And I've got people with hope that we can do something about it. And then I've got solutions. Start by funding those who have already been working on these ideas. I've been at it for 30 years, 25-year celebration of Liberty Roundtable Live this year alone to make the point. We gotta build our own infrastructure and we better fund our friends and our loved ones. If we don't, we're gonna deserve what we get. Thanks, Alex Spicer. God save the Republic.